episode 21, packing it up. Episode Chuck, Hall of Fame Woodson. We're here, Kevin Hurd, Marcus Wiegert, after a shootout in a Packers-Bears game with the Packers winning 45-30. Marcus, how are we doing? Recording this on a Monday, a day after. We just couldn't record it the day of due to the amount of expletives involved. Doing well. Good win. RIP to my uh, my daughter's little fish toy, little uh, game, that, that little handheld game. You kind of push it and you try to get these little uh, little water rings on this little hook. And uh, let me tell you, I got the rings on the hook. Went across <laughs> the room and uh, hit the chair. And uh, I think that was after the punt return. Everything after that was fine. Packers special teams destroying momentum and child children's toys. Yeah, let's let's get to that right away. Since that's basically our ugly section, we did not talk in a. Or is that your bad section? <laughs> pick pick whatever adjective you want. Bad, ugly, gruesome, piss, piss poor. <laughs> yeah, I mean, let's talk on that. Okay, so you had Crosby kicking it out of bounds, Bojo with a bad punt. You had Malik Taylor completely confused, Amari with a muff, MVS dropping an onside kick, and I know I'm missing something. Oh, I'm sorry. The punt return. Um, not to the mention longest punt re- the longest punt return in the Bears storied history. And the only punt return for a touchdown, according to the uh NVC crew this yeah. season. Um I don't even know what to do. I don't know if you can do anything. I mean, let's not forget Randall Cobb did take a punt and muffed it before he pieced out on the season, it looks like. Um, you know, it's 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 holiday time. You know, it's the holidays. Uh, the Packers special teams is basically like the one family member that you have on one side of your family where you know something's seriously wrong with them and they probably contribute nothing to the party and you don't want them to be there. But nobody, but they're part really of the family. Say, nobody really wants to say anything, and it's just really embarrassing. So that's kind of where we're at. I mean, we should have made a change at the first quarter yesterday. I mean, the fact that we still have the same special. I'm I'm going to be taking a break from this podcast for the rest of the year because I'm going to go coach the Packers special teams. I mean, we this. The Packers have always gone with their own coaches in-house, sometimes to a fault, and this is one of those occasions. Yeah, but isn't that, to your point, we talked on this before, and that's why I don't want to talk on it anymore. The fact that all the injuries they've had, I mean, they are shuffling through a lot of guys, which is, again, not all these situations we just brought up, minus the punt return, are probably the answers to a lot of those questions. Um, especially when you're in the game, you have Daphne of EQ or ESB, excuse me. You have, um, Malik Taylor go down. I just, I don't know. I'm so sick of it. I'm going to make a pact here right now that we don't talk about it the rest of the year, good or bad. I don't care if we run back four TDs in a game. I mean, just it's to the point where it's, it's just exhausting. And I don't know if there is a bright spot. I mean, Crosby made all his kicks, I guess. So we got that figured out for a game, I guess. Yeah, Mason Crosby looked good, looked pure uh, on all field goals and extra points. So let's just take that positive momentum and and kind of move forward. 
Is there anything else bad or ugly you'd like to talk about since we're on those topics? Um, just the bad is just the Billy Turner injury. I just feel bad. He's been a rock of the offensive line. We obviously know the obvious injuries that they've had. Bakhtiari, Elgin Jenkins, Josh Myers, which I feel like people kind of forget about Josh Myers a little bit. You know, they're so concerned with Bakhtiari coming back and it's like, Hey, Josh Myers is still out too. Um, but yeah, just Billy Turner going down, just one of those plays that's unfortunate where he's doing his job and gets rolled up on. And, uh, I don't think he's missed a snap this whole year. And so, um, just losing another guy and just having to replace him with Dennis Kelly, who I felt was serviceable, but you never want to see a guy get hurt, especially to a unit that's already been banged up. Yeah. I don't really want to talk any more bad or ugly, but I will give a shout out since we are usually always talk about the Packers and I feel like I might be breaking a little bit of our code here. Let's give a shout out to how bad Matt Nagy is since this might be a sayonara. Um, I believe it was fourth and one. Um, he's or, he's or, still coaching the bears. Uh, according to Google, he still is as of right now, um, but there's a chance that might be coming sooner or later that he's piecing out. Um, I think he had multiple opportunities. If I'm not mistaken at fourth and ones. One was early in the game. One was late in the game. And I don't know what he's doing. I honestly hope he can finish out the year and they run the table here just to bring him back again because it's it's embarrassing. Um, I mean, I put put myself in these these other teams' shoes, you know, and you just got to go, wow. I mean, what the hell is going on? Justin Fields has got a lot of talent. He made some mistakes, no doubt, but like he's not getting any help whatsoever, and uh, it's 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 kind of comical. Again, the only thing that Nagy does really well better than any other coach in the league is he definitely has his mouth covered the entire time when he's talking to officials or calling plays. And at this point, I think he could say whatever because people know it's coming anyways. It's just crap. So to the good part of the game. Uh, my star of the game, um, you know, we just oh, – we always disclaimer on this show like, hey, we're always not going to – you know, pick the obvious Rogers, Devante Adams, and they were once again, very good. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Alan Lazard. I feel like I mentioned on podcast, not last week, but the week before was, you know, my question for the Packers heading in was getting more help at the wide receiver position. And Alan Lazard showed up, uh, you know, six catches, 75 yards, had a touchdown. Um, you know, they're just going to need another second option. Obviously, Cobb is dinged. Hopefully, we can get him back at some point as another reliable option. But it was good to kind of see Alan Lazard get touches early and just make some more plays. We know what he means to the run game. So he's just going to be another guy that they need. I mean, I know we don't talk about Rodgers like you just kind of said, but the dude was unreal last night. And now, again, something's wrong with his toe. I honestly think he's just making this up to make teams feel like they got a chance. I mean, it's it's so bizarre. And whatever they're shooting in his foot is obviously working, and they're going to keep doing that. Um, but my good was Devondre Campbell. That guy looked like somebody stole the keys to his vehicle because he was fired up, man. 16 <laughs> solo tackles, the most tackles, or tied for the most single tack, single game tackles in a game since 2000. Um, and this guy, again, started in Atlanta and Arizona last five, six years of his career and just on the street. What, what a story. I mean, honestly, like, are you freaking kidding me? 
This guy's yeah, amazing. I mean, he's he's out there only making two million dollars, and yeah, if he, you know, he's probably only driving a Honda Accord with that money. So if he's, you know, if people are stealing his keys, yeah, I hope he plays like that every week. Um, him, and, him and Rasul Douglas are probably sharing rides to practice, and they're definitely going to be having a, a nice rides coming up here in the future. Uh, my good was, you know, the offensive line. I mean, they just, you know, I, I felt, you know, Billy Turner got injured, and then I don't think there was real much conversation about the offensive line after that, which is a good thing. You know, that's why they signed these guys. You know, Dallas, Dennis Kelly just – you know, after starting every game with the Titans last season, he hasn't played a snap all year this year, and he just came and filled in, and he was serviceable. You know, there was some pressure. I think Rodgers tried to extend some plays and, you know, got sacked a couple times, but that's just kind of the the nature of the beast there. But, you know, the offensive line just did its job again, and I don't know. They're just working wonders back there with shuffling guys, moving guys around, guys – you know, coming in and playing well that I haven't played all year, it's it's pretty incredible. My fun, and this may not make a lot of sense, my fun is seeing Amari Rogers on the field on offense. I, yeah. as you could read from my tweets, I honestly feel like the guy's confidence is completely shattered. Not a real shock there based on how he's been playing. But you look back to when he was drafted, third round, Everyone's really excited. Clemson, culture guy, T. Martin's kid, la, 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 right, right? And then Randall Cobb comes in, who he knows very well, but I feel like completely shook his confidence. Basically took a spot from him. And you, as I know, in the world of athletics, you lose that confidence, tough to get back, and they haven't really given him an opportunity to get his confidence back. Sure, they put him on punt return, Okay, but he's gotten that is that is not a great place to get your confidence back. Not really, not really. Hey, good luck back there. Catch the ball, and uh, you might get murdered. Um, but yeah, offensively, like I just Green Bay's been unbelievable. Who am I to question? But that's what we're here to do. We're here to ask the hard questions without the actual media credentials. So you know, again, Amari's playing offense for I don't know four, five, six, seven snaps in the fourth quarter because Malik Taylor and ESB are down. But why can't he be in the fo- on the field? Why can't there be a jet sweep? Why can't – I mean, the guy can play, but they got to get him some confidence. And, again, I think he is a guy, when you're looking at the playoffs, a guy who's an X-factor guy who hasn't stepped up yet, who could have a 40-yard punt return, who could have a big catch, who could do something big. Like, I don't know. Why not get him in these in, in, in some of these games where we are winning by 14 points in the fourth quarter or something like that? I just I think he's got a lot to give, so I'm glad to see him out there. I hope they don't give up on him because again, we've all seen it with Devontae. We saw it with MVS. I just think Amari's just another one of those guys right now that he just needs a little help. Right. I think it's a fair question, and it's just coming from you know a very knowledgeable Packer fan like yourself. And that's why we're doing this. But the, the question that you're asking is, you know, the Packers last year had Tyler Irvin. You know, what's the difference between Amari Rogers and Tyler Irvin? Like last year they had sub packages where Tyler Irvin was, you know, running jet sweeps and, you know, running, you know, those arc reverses or arc motion in the backfield and, and getting some different looks. And they just haven't done that with, 
you know, Amari Rogers, which you would maybe peg him as that guy. So I think it's definitely a fair question. I don't know if they're, you know, saving it for a different time of year, but uh, the comparisons are definitely there between him and Tyler Irvin, and we just not seen him being utilized in the same fashion. So, well, I, and I, just I, one more thing on that, not to belabor on that, but like, obviously, if he was really struggling, he could be inactive. We do have Juwan Winfrey, who played a little bit, who I actually really liked in that Arizona game when guys were down with COVID. Like, there's other options. So it's like he is active. Like, he does have a small role. Like, he can't be that far off. So, I don't know. What was your fun? Uh, my fun was just seeing Preston Smith do what he's supposed to do. You know, bull rush, get after the quarterback. Uh, it's just fun to see him kind of playing like he did two years ago. Uh, and he's obviously getting a nice little payday from racking up the uh, sacks. You know, 500000 for his uh, sixth sack but uh, led the team with two last night. So, uh, you know, without Zadarius, they're just putting together a nice little unit there with him and Rashawn Gary. So hopefully he can keep it going. Here's an interesting thought. Do you think he's a lot better this year because Zadarius has been out? I think the more Zadarius plays, the less opportunities for Preston Smith because they kind of rotate guys. And so maybe his numbers aren't as good when he has less opportunities. So I think that does factor in, but I think he just kind of bet on himself. You know, we talked about the the pay cut that he took and, and a lot of it was uh, heavy incentive based type payouts. Like I just mentioned. So I, I feel like it's a combination of both. He's gotten more opportunity to be on the field. He stay healthy, but also, you know, he has a big incentive to, you know, go out and get those numbers and produce the type of stats that, are important to his position, pressures, sacks, stuff like that. Well, this Sunday, 325 at Baltimore. Not sure if Lamar Jackson will be active in uniform or not, uh, but Tyler Huntley, who's played in a few games this year, um, kind of plays a little bit like Lamar, obviously not as polished, but Baltimore's still a very good team, very well coached by the better Harbaugh, I would say. Um, your thoughts on the game on Sunday? Yeah, going to be another tough test. I mean, we're we're looking ahead. You know, I've got the L.A. Rams-Arizona Cardinals game on right now with the Rams ahead by two touchdowns. And, you know, you don't want to worry about it. You just want to focus on the, the game that's in front of you. But, you know, the Packers have, you know, NFC number one seed hopes in this game kind of matters. And, you know, they just have a tougher schedule down the stretch here facing some of these opponents, with the Ravens being one of them. Uh, Ravens top 10 or excuse me, top five offense in terms of yards, uh, top three rushing offense, which in the past that would have, uh, you know, given Packer fans a heart attack. Anytime a team runs the ball, we would, you know, go a little overboard, but um, you know, so far the Packers have fared well against it. And then, you know, Baltimore always has a solid defense. They are actually the top rushing defense uh, in the NFL. So I hope the Packers don't get a little too one-dimensional and rely on the pass. We see how that works out last year at Tampa Bay. That was not pretty. Uh, but we've said plenty of times on this pod how we choose not to run the ball on first down and decide to throw it, which I felt like the Packers did a little bit last night. So great matchup, good preparation for the playoffs. I'm excited for it. I can tell you one thing we really don't have to worry about as Green Bay Packer fans, and that is – you take a little stroll over the standings here, and we will not have to worry about playing for the first pick overall this year. 
if you think life is bad, as I did at some points last night, picture yourself being a fan of the Jets, the Lions, the Texans, or the Jaguars. That would mean you have three wins or less. You would have rookie quarterbacks who are taken with some of the first picks in the draft playing like absolute crap. New coaches who are in their first year or a team in the Houston Texans who unfortunately had their entire team given away by their previous coach and GM. So big, big Texans Jaguars game this Sunday. Yeah. Somebody's got to win, right? I guess they could die. Somebody, somebody's got to win, but we'll tune into that, uh, you know, and then watch the Packers. Yeah. Your thoughts on urban Meyer. I, I don't have any because I don't know if he knows that he's what team he's coaching or who is on it. So That's I do true. Not have any And this is a Packers podcast. So we'll stick there. All right, folks, until next week.